Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. It's a special podcast we put together on the weekends for you to enjoy. It's going to highlight some of our best interviews from this week from the radio show. You can hear these interviews live during the week in your local radio station. To find out where you can hear the Dan Bongino radio show near you, go to Bongino.com. Click on Station Finder, and you'll find the station nearest you. But before we get to our first interview, let me get to one of our sponsors. We really appreciate their time. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. When did we decide to stop upholding free speech as a basic right? What's playing out right now with these big tech companies and social media sites is setting a really dangerous precedent. Look, it doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopolies instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet, I use ExpressVPN. Free to access tech giants make all their money by tracking your searches, video history, and everything you click on, then selling it. When you use the ExpressVPN app on your computer or phone, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. It makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. It takes just one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by Business Insider. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to get three extra months free. It's worth it. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. First up today, we talk with Texas State Senator Bob Hall. This is a frightening but important interview about the real threat of an EMP attack, an electromagnetic pulse attack. This is a real threat China poses to us today. And what would happen in that scenario? Don't miss this. And when you're done, take precautions. Take care of yourself before it's too late. So for those of you P1 listeners who were uh, been around a while, whether the podcast or the radio show, you know I've been very interested in the threat from an electromagnetic pulse EMP attack in the United States. It's a very real threat, folks. It's the kind of thing, again, goofy liberals will call a conspiracy theory, but... I was looking around the internet for some show prep material, and I happened across my good friend Grant Stinchfield doing an interview uh, with this gentleman, a state senator from Texas, and he was fascinating. So I asked Jim and Mike to reach out and have him on the show, and he was kind enough uh, to reply. And he's here with us today, State Senator Bob Hall. Uh, Mr. Senator, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of yours. So, oh, well, after your interview with Grant Stinchfield, we can consider that mutual. You were uh, you were amazing. It was such a well done interview. And uh, you seem to be very informed on a topic that really frightens me. I my prior line of work was spent, you know, preparing for things that were highly unlikely threats to make sure the president survived. And what I find so destructive and dangerous about an EMP attack, uh, uh, Senator Hall, is that it doesn't appear that our government's taking it as seriously as our enemies are. What is the real threat of this EMP attack? What's, what's the threat level? What would it look like? And, uh, you know, can we recover from this if something like this were to happen? You can take those one at a time. Okay. Um, well, just to let you, to let you know, this is not a new subject that I took an interest in. Uh, my first exposure to this was when I was a junior captain in the Air Force working on the Minuteman Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. I was the project officer assigned to harden the Minuteman missile against this threat in the late 60s. Uh, so I go back in, in, in understanding it. But more recently, um, and the big difference between what we were concerned about in those days was uh, was 
in in uh, crippling our uh, missile system, uh, we didn't really have much thought to electrical power. But today's society, electricity is the second most important thing to sustaining life. There'll be people who live a long time, a lot longer without food and water than they will without electricity. Uh, it is absolutely critical. White House study on the, from the EMP Commission a couple of years back said that 11 months without electricity and we'll lose 90% of our population. And so in the dire results, I mean, it is, it's about as bad as it gets uh, with it. And, and the delivery mechanisms are, are very wide. And it's not something that uh, would take, it's not, doesn't take an army. This is one of those threats that just a hand, a handful of people, a rogue nation, a group of ISIS, uh, a dozen people or less, get their hands on one small nuclear weapon mounted on the top of a medium range missile, launch it off the back of a cargo ship, get, get it to about 200 nautical miles above the central part of the United States. I mean, that's like Nebraska, Kansas, South Dakota, anywhere in that range and detonate it. And in, in a fraction of a section, second, anything electrical will be rendered totally useless and non-repairable. And it didn't get much better, worse than that. And uh, one of the things that, that concerned me lately was when I saw the, the, the weather balloon being used. Right, because, right. Because a, we used a weather balloon. It was called Project Yucca, Y-U-C-C-A. You can look it up on the Internet. It was the first time we detonated a nuclear a weapon high in the atmosphere. We launched it, got it up to about 85,000 feet and set it off and discovered this uh, electromagnetic pulse that came off of it. Now, because it was still in the atmosphere, it wasn't as big a pulse as what we got later, four years later, when we were in the South Pacific down around Kwajalein and launching a couple hundred nautical miles into space um, in which the uh, of course, you know, you get no kinetics from it at all. Nothing blows up. Nothing gets knocked down. Uh, no physical damage. But the gamma right. rays of that thing impinge with the particles in the atmosphere, knocking their electrons loose, which are interact with the Earth's magnetic field and in a fraction of a second induce a, a large current, 2,000 volts per meter, in anything metal or electrical and renders them absolutely broken, but burned up. Anything. So State Senator Bob Hall, we're talking about cell phones, car batteries, computers, uh, anything with circuitry in it is fried. That is correct. Anything. So so you'll have no pumps to run uh, uh, water. Now, the one thing that would probably survive are, are automobiles that were manufactured before about 1974 that have if anybody knows what I'm talking about, points and condensers in them. Uh, those so the probably... Cubans, so state center, the Cubans will be okay because they're yeah, driving that's... around in 1950. It's a horrible <laughs> joke, but it's probably true. They'd probably be the only ones who had cars. Why is that? Why would the older cars uh, survive? Uh, because because the, the, elect, the, the electronics in them are not nearly as vulnerable as the computers that we need and the, and the electronic ignition systems. They're, they're a bit more uh, – then it's, it's like the same phenomenon we had when we first discovered the, the threat. The, the Russians uh, were impervious to this threat with their missiles in, during, during MAD, during the time period when we had mutually assured destruction, because we were techno technologically ahead of the Russians. We used integrated circuits and our computers on the missile for guidance, they use vacuum tubes and the vacuum tubes were impervious uh, to, to electromagnetic pulse. So uh, there, there were some, some things like that of have a kind of a unique characteristic to them that they are, are likely to survive.
but but all of what we have today are, are the integrated circuits. They can't cannot stand much in the way of current, and so they will be burned up. We're talking to state senator from the great state of Texas, Bob Hall, generous enough to come on today, um, Senator. This sounds to me, I'm just, what am I? I'm just a, you know, a dumb former kid from Queens. What do I know? This kind of sounds like the apocalypse. Kind of sounds like it's a really important thing, like, you know, wiping out 90% of humanity and stuff. Uh, it sounds like a big deal. You probably agree. Sounds like the kind of thing government would be concerned about, uh, you know, rather than studying the speckled toad uh, uh, snoot or whatever in the Delta smelt. Uh, is the government actually doing anything about this? I mean, I know you're 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 in you're in Texas. You are a government official, though, and you seem very interested in the matter. Is is anyone in the federal government concerned about this, like you and I are? Yeah, not now. Trump was. Trump put out uh, several executive orders uh, directing each of the agencies to take actions to prepare to defend against an EMP pulse. And one of the first things Biden did was to rescind those orders. One oh, of the other orders. Like, come on, are you? You please tell me you're kidding. Like, is that no. a joke? That's got. Why would he do that? Uh, don't don't ask me to try to explain anything. Yeah, yeah, He's true. Done. That's unfair. That, good, good point. It's, it's, well, but but we also had an executive order to stop importing our our high voltage transformers from China. We've already found that they they have malware in them. Uh, they're they're one of the few places you can even get one built today, and uh, they take about thirty six months to get. Uh, and they're very heavyweight, several thousand pounds. Uh, it's well. It's all of this is is described in a documentary that recently came out called Grid Down Power Up. And, and folks can, can watch that at griddownpowerup.com. It's uh, narrated right. Dennis Quaid, and it's 55 minutes long, and it covers the threat and, and what the potential damage could be, as well as some discussion about what we know we could be doing today. It, well, see, well, well what, what can we be doing? What, okay. what can we as individuals do, considering our government is so grotesquely inept and incompetent? Well, the, the front end is, is it, it will be the, the people will be the best off of the preppers because we will go through a period, no matter what we end up doing, where we will be without power and getting it restored, no matter what we do to try to protect it. Uh, we'll, we'll never have it so the lights don't go out for some period of time. It's that recovery that, that we have to be able to put it all back together again. Uh, but be, be prepared to uh, take care of your family with, with medicines, uh, with food, with water, and anything that's critical to your particular you know, way of, uh, of maintaining life. And then our power companies, uh, here in Texas, uh, and for those that don't know it, we have three grid systems in America. There's the eastern grid, the western grid, and then Texas has its own grid isolated from the rest of the country. Uh, that was done many years ago. So we can step up here in Texas uh, and actually start the process of protecting our grid. Uh, we have a power company, uh, one power company down in uh, Houston, Centerpoint, that has actually taken some steps to start saying, well, let's see what we can do. Uh, they designed and built a uh, a, a hardened sub, uh, control center uh, a couple of years back. Uh, it only cost about 10% more than not being hardened. And this last year, one of their really clever engineers designed a substation uh, using new technology and was able, that, that is hardened, hardened to military specs, the 2,000 volts per meter. And and they, they got that have that in production at 25% the cost of what they'd been doing for years 
in a substation. So those are just two steps that when, when people, the Americans are smart, then you know that you give them a problem. Yeah, and they, we are. Our government's fix- stupid. Uh, Americans are very smart. <laughs> yeah. And they will figure out what to do. And that's all we need to do. And that's, I've had the bill here. I've managed to get it out of the Senate uh, multiple times, but it never makes it out of our house. The power companies who spend a tremendous amount of money lobbying against this uh, managed to kill it. Uh, but uh, I think this time um, we, we just might have a chance to get that all the way to the governor's desk to because I'm for what we're going to do here in Texas is put together a, a commission, an EMP protection commission for the state to start defining what needs to be done, not only to the power for the power companies, but for our critical infrastructure, our sewer, our water, our communications our emergency services, et cetera, they all have to take actions. And and what I expect, as we come up with solutions for the power companies, they will be scalable for industry, for large industry and small businesses and and residential, the, uh, the protection devices that they will develop will be scalable so that people can get down and we start actually even protecting the houses, the homes. My gosh, you're fascinating. My only regret is, these radio segments are sure. I got to have you on my podcast. We can just talk forever with no rules. Uh, I got a couple, I got about two minutes left. The state Senator Bob Hall, really, you're like blowing my mind right now. Let me just walk you through a scenario. So say I live down in South Florida. Uh, one of the, another one of these Chinese weather balloons floats over here with an EMP. God forbid it goes off. Uh, I live about 12 miles from a nuclear facility in Fort Pierce. You know, those those cooling rods, a lot electricity operates a lot of that. Uh, is there potential that I mean, there could be, you know, nuclear, I mean, waste facilities dumping wastewater into the oceans. Nuclear facilities wouldn't be cooled. I mean, this is I mean, quite literally apocalyptic type stuff, right? Yes, it is. I mean, you're absolutely right. And um, I mean, I think it is it is so you know, it is so extreme that I think most people just mind shut down when I talk about the threat. And so this time around, I've really been spending more uh, trying to emphasize that we just we just need to get on with doing something about it. Quit worrying about how 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 catastrophic it is, because I think people just their minds. I can't handle thinking about this. Uh, I'm going to go do something else. But and we got to stop that. We, we've got to take action. Uh, to to start protecting it uh, because it is so real. I mean, think about this, Dan. I'll try to make this real quick. The Chinese, we know that they have a food problem. We know that they can't. They don't have enough farmland to take care of what their population is growing in. Right. A nuclear exchange is not going to make not going to produce anything useful with the United States. We could hear nuclear exchanges, and we're radioactive. You couldn't use this land for a long time. But you think about this one. EMP takes out our electrical system, 90% of our population is going to be dead. Our military is going to be totally inoperable because uh, they, they are not prepared to fight in, a, in, a, in that kind of environment. And the Chinese walk in here, you know, nine months later to right. uh, some, the most fertile farm land, land in the world. That, and, that's exactly what I did my show on on Friday. I, I think I got to run a uh, state center. Hang one second. I had about 20 seconds left. But that was my point on my Friday podcast. What would a Chinese invasion look like? People think it would look like Red Dawn, you know, paratroopers from the sky. No, it would look like an EMP attack. I'll just waltz right in. There'll be nobody. Yeah. There'll be nobody here anyway. Be like walking through an empty forest. Sir, you are fascinating. Uh, we're going to talk again, either on the Fox show or the podcast, if you're up for it. 
we can chat a little more, but what an amazing interview. We'll definitely have you back on the radio show. I really, uh, really appreciate your time. What was that movie again? People can watch that documentary. GridDownPowerUp.com. All spelled out. GridDownPowerUp.com. And thank you. I'm willing to talk about this any, anytime, anywhere. Because people oh, need we're going to take you up on that offer. Believe me. Okay. I got to run. State Senator Bob Hall, thanks so much for your time. That was awesome in a scary kind of way. Thanks a lot. Sir, God bless you. Wow. You got it, man. What an interview. Jim, throw that on a weekend interview show. I'm going to get him on either the Fox show or the podcast. We need to talk to him longer. Folks, we all need to wake up. This is real. This isn't some uh, HBO Max special. It's a very real threat. That was Texas State Senator Bob Hall on that extremely important topic. Up next, we talk to Ohio Senator J.D. Vance about everything that's going on in East Palestine, Ohio, and the dreadful government response. Let's hear from our next sponsor first. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in on qualifying purchases from Birch Gold. It's B-I-R-C-H through March 31st. They'll ship a free safe directly to your door if you just text Dan to 98989 and get your free information kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. The feds keep uh, keep raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And here's a hint. It's not working. You've seen it globally and in the United States. You've seen the impact on the stock market. So you need to protect and hedge yourself. Do it by owning gold like I do. Whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. I buy gold and have many times from Birch Gold to protect my family. You can trust them too. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text DAN to 989898 for your free information kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text DAN, D-A-N, to 989898. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rate supply. Thanks, Birch Gold. Here's Senator J.D. Vance. He was on the ground over there in East Palestine. Those residents have been subjected to really awful government government response from them. It's just terrible what's happening there. The dereliction of duty by the Biden administration. Folks, just pathetic. These liberals, they love government. I'm not supposed to be going off on rants during these interview shows, but I just can't help it sometimes. Don't miss this interview. A guy who... I, I supported, vigorously supported, because I think he's going to be a real agent for change and really gets the plight of the working class man in America. He's written about it. He ran on that. Uh, Senator, it's great to call him that, Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio. Senator, welcome to the show. Dan, appreciate you having me. Always good to have you, uh, sir, and uh, it feels great calling you Senator. I, I think you're one of the few guys up there who actually gets it, having walked through the socioeconomic ladder yourself. So uh, you've been on the ground, uh, unlike, unfortunately, many members of the Biden administration in Ohio with this disaster in Palestine. Uh, what's it like on the ground? What are the conditions over there now? Um, is it safe? And, and what are you hearing from the residents? You know, it's 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 safe in the short term. I mean, no, nobody's like, you know, dropping dead. Uh, and that's obviously a very good thing. But if you talk to residents, what they're most worried about, Dan, is the chronic exposure issue. And this is what, um, you know, our, our federal agencies, Norfolk Southern, really nobody is set up to monitor what happens to people over a two-year period, a five-year period, uh, when they're breathing, you know, the air, and, and I think most importantly, drinking the water. Uh, a couple of other things that are that are worth thinking about here. So, so one is that a lot of people in East Palestine are in private well water, and if you think about how long it takes chemical to seep from the ground into these private wells, you know, these are these things are going to need to be tested 
and monitored for months and years to come. And there, there's this instinct, I think, from a lot of our leaders to say, well, look, if we get one positive test result with the water, we should pack up and go home. And that's not where the residents of East Palestine are. They're terrified uh, that after people pack up and go home, after they're forgotten, their water is going to become undrinkable and nobody's going to be there to monitor it. The, the second thing, Dan, is, is think about all the small businesses, the farmers. I talked to a woman when I was up there just a couple of days ago with Donald Trump who said, look, nobody wants to buy hay for my farm. Nobody wants to buy eggs that were laid by my chickens. So these people have had their local economy devastated by this, uh, and there needs to be a response to that. I mean, this is not a huge amount of money. We're talking about a community of of 5,000 people plus those who live in the surrounding area. If we can send $120 billion to Ukraine, we can make sure East Palestine thrives in the future. And that's one of the things I'm going to be focusing on. Talking to Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio, who's been on the ground uh, from the beginning. You know, Senator, this is a tragedy. And sincerely, I, I'm not looking to make political hay out of it. I, I, matter of fact, I said, whether you agree with them or not, I think it was good that Regan, the EPA administrator, was there. Whether you agree with them or not, it's fun, but at least he showed up early. But uh, Joe Biden doesn't seem to feel it's, it's, it's necessary. And uh, that part kind of puzzles me that you would... Is it just an out-of-touch elitism? Is it just he's surrounded by poor political operatives? To show up in Kiev, Ukraine, um, you know, with a fake air siren event for a photo op in Ukraine, before showing up in your own country uh, with working-class people who built this place, and, and to at least recognize the disaster and, you know, hug a few people and shake some hands, I mean, it just seems like... It, 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 You know, I think it was Ben Dominich on Fox last night, Senator, who said, like, this is just an easy win for Republicans. Like, he just hand, not that I want the win, but he just handed it to him. It was just so stupid. Yeah, it's it's preposterous, Dan. I mean, look, uh, (laughs) I can't think of anything more embarrassing than the president of the United States doing a fake air raid siren photo op in Ukraine um, when, when he's the leader of the most powerful country in the world. But look, I, I worry here, and I hope that this is not the right explanation, but I really worry, Dan, that Joe Biden has shown no urgency about East Palestine because he knows that this is not, this is not his group of voters. And, uh, you know, if you just think about what the Democrats have done in the last couple of years, how much they've gone after pro-life activists, how much they've used the IRS to target people that they disagree with, they've really taken a friend versus enemy approach to politics, where if you didn't support these guys, they're not going to do anything for you. Uh, the Constitution be damned. And unfortunately, the, the folks of East Palestine find themselves politically, um, they're, they're, they're considered uh, inconvenient people to the modern Democratic Party, and so they're not going to pay a lot of attention to them. I, I will say, I, I, I think that we've actually gotten the Biden administration to finally wake up and pay attention. Uh, from from Pete, from Pete Buttigieg to the EPA, these guys were ignoring the problem, I think, for a long time, and now they are, you know, especially the EPA, i got to say, is much more engaged in this than they were two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and, and like I said on my show, and my listeners know it, they've, they've heard it, they've heard me say it, uh, at least uh, Administrator uh, Regan's been on the ground, may not agree with him, may not trust him, fair enough. I mean, EPA said a lot of things at the 9-11 site, but they're there, and uh, that's a first step, and, 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 that's, and that's fine. But uh, you brought up an interesting point before I wanted to readdress with you that, yeah, I mean, this is a relatively small town, and you know, we we just sent what another tranche of a hundred million plus dollars to Ukraine. We're forty plus billion in, 
you know, their real estate, Senator Vance, is 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 finished. So, I mean, buy their wheat, buy their chickens. Who who's going to want to buy their house? I mean, oh yeah, let yeah. me buy your house in East Palestine. It's 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 over for them. These people, their equity, their lives, their jobs have been entirely nuked, and they did absolutely nothing wrong. They didn't bomb the train. They didn't sabotage the train. They weren't responsible for the maintenance of the train. They don't even own the train. And it's up to Norfolk and the government to do the right thing by our people instead of prioritizing people overseas first. This is such an important point, Dan. I totally agree. Look, the people of East Palestine, think about this is their home, right? This is where they raise their children. This is where... You know, they saw their, their their sons and daughters get married. They do not want to give up on their community. And I think that it's going to require long-term investment from Norfolk Southern and from our leadership to not let this community fall behind. You're exactly right. Homes are underwater. Uh, people are, are, are worried about how they're going to feed their kids if they can't even afford their mortgage payment on an underwater home. I mean, this is really a terrifying situation if you're a resident here. And, and I think this point about they, they did nothing wrong. They did not invite this upon themselves. This was a catastrophic right. chemical accident. Norfolk Southern is at fault. I think the federal government bears some responsibility here, and we have got to make sure that we don't leave this community behind. When I talk to people on the ground, Dan, the, the biggest fear that they have is that in a couple of weeks when the cameras go home and the politicians aren't focused on East Palestine, their community is going to become effectively a ghost town. We cannot let this happen. We cannot let another community of working class people who did nothing wrong be abandoned by their leadership. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on, not just for the next couple of weeks, because it's going to take much longer than that. Well, well, Senator, and this isn't like a Johnny come lately thing for you either. I mean, you literally wrote books on this about the abandonment and hollowing out of middle-class communities in America. I mean, folks, you can just look him up on the internet and read his work. He's not new to this. Uh, But one of the things that worries me is a guy who had cancer. I don't call myself a survivor. It's not like I did anything. The medicine helped me. I didn't, you know, tough it out or anything. Medicine helped me. But having had cancer, the worst part about it, Senator, is is the fear. But you're never done with it. There's no cure for it. You know, there's treatments and... You know, I know Chip Roy had the same condition. And when you're done, you, you basically they just tell you, yeah, we're going to have to watch you for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I can certainly sympathize with the people in Palestine who are being told, oh, like you said, yeah, the well's OK today. And they're thinking like, well, OK, well, is it going to be OK next year? I mean, what if there's a pile of this stuff, vinyl chloride in a dirt pile and there's a rainstorm and it leaches into my well and my kids are drinking poisonous vinyl chloride? I mean, the fear they have to live with the rest of their lives, the stress of that alone is, is, is really horrifying. That's exactly right. And I'm asked a lot of times by the media and by others, you know, what, what do you think about the water? And I always say, look, it, it doesn't matter what I think about the water. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, about four hours away from East Palestine. If I drink the water today, um, then that's one thing. But these people are going to have to drink the water for the next five years every single right. day. For the next 10 years. And, and when, again, when I talk to them, that's their big fear. It's not that they're, they're going to drink the water and drop dead. It's that their kids are going to drink the water for 10 years and get some rare form of cancer. So we have to give these people reassurance. And the way to give them reassurance is to take their complaints seriously, test this stuff, make sure the air and the, and the water is as clean as possible, force Norfolk Southern to clean up this chemical spill, which, by the way, Dan, they still haven't done. You do not give people reassurance by standing there before them and telling them 
that they're stupid. They should listen to the tests that have been done, and they should just go ahead and drink the water and breathe the air. People don't trust experts. They don't trust authorities. And i, I got to say, Dan, after the last couple of years, I don't trust yeah. the experts, and I don't trust yeah. the authorities either. So we've got to just listen to people, treat them as citizens and not children, and that's what I'm going to work hard to make sure that we do. We're talking to Senator J.D. Vance. Last question, I'll let you go. You've been uh, generous with your time. Uh, Senator, you, you, the point you just made is an accurate one. I think the last two years have done uh, yeoman's work, let's say, in absolutely decimating the faith people have in public health institutions, whether it was a, a lockdown that destroyed their kids' academic careers, that destroyed their mental health, telling people a vaccine was going to stop the spread of COVID when, in fact, the evidence proves it does not do that, uh, whether it was masks are going to somehow magically be a talisman against COVID and you know, mocking people for suggesting otherwise. I mean, faith in public health institutions is really decimated. And I think that's why you what you just said is so important, that it's critical for the government, I think for the first time in a long time, Biden, Buttigieg, Regan, uh, all of them on the ground, to eat a dose of humble pie, to sit down and listen and take the cotton out of their ears and stick it in their mouth for once and listen to what hardworking, dirt under the fingernails, American citizens in Palestine, Ohio, have to say their concerns, address them, and just be honest for once. The American people are very forgiving. If you make a mistake, just admit it. But the last two years have not engendered a spirit of trust in the government, that's for sure. Yeah, that's exactly right, Dan. And I I think that our public authorities should take the attitude of they need to rebuild trust over the next couple of years, over the next five years, and not demand subservience and demand loyalty. These people do not they have not earned the level of trust that they expect the people to have. They've got to rebuild this because, look, you need I mean, you know, government has, in my view, a limited but an important role here. It has got to make sure that people's air and water is clean. And if you have yeah. people who justifiably don't trust their own leadership, the government of their own country, that you can't have any kind of proper response to a public health crisis like this. So, so, so this is an important thing, Dan. Let me just say, say this. When you do what they did over COVID and you destroy the public faith in what you've been doing, the consequence is when you've got a real crisis, people aren't going to listen to you. So they've got to rebuild trust here. Yeah. And again, the way that they can do it is by listening to people. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's just about eating, like you said, some humble pie. Yeah. Senator, one quick thing. I know I said, uh, President Trump was there the other day. You were there. Uh, what was the reception like? Look, man, you know, Trump probably won East Palestine three to one. People were thrilled to have him. I think the president, you know, not not just for moral support, which, of course, is important, but I I think the president really shone a light on the community. And you saw some action from FEMA and other federal authorities almost in response to President Trump coming to town. So I think it actually had tangible results for the people on the ground. But they just need to feel like their leaders care about them. And I think President Trump showing up did exactly that. Well, yes, sir. I know you do. You were there. You were there from the start. I know President Trump does. I certainly do. We've been focused on the story like a laser. And I promise you we're not going to let it go. Senator J.D. Vance, thanks a lot for your time. We appreciate it. Take care, Dave. You got it. It's one of the good guys, folks. I was proud to support him. Now you see why. And trust me, he is not some Johnny-come-lately to this. Read his work in Hillbilly Elegy and all his work and all of his, uh, his, his appearances on media talking about the hollowing out of the American middle class exporting of our jobs overseas, the destruction of industrial towns. It's the kind of stuff he's lived his life. That's why I support him. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to grow up in it. 
and know about it because you lived it from personal experience. That was Senator J.D. Vance. Up next is Kimberly Guilfoyle. You know her, you love her, you remember her from Fox News, from the Trump campaign. And an unexpected surprise joining us during this interview. If you didn't hear it live, this interview was totally bananas and what went off the rails in a good way almost immediately. We got so much feedback, we want to include it on the weekend show. So let me get to my next sponsor and we'll get right to that. Today's show is brought to you by HelixSleep.com, H-E-L-I-X, HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Sleep, listen, as you get older, is critical. That deep, deep healing sleep. Folks, it changed my life. I write about it. I actually write about it at the end of my new book, how important sleep is. It'll change your life when you understand that. Listen, Helix knows everybody's unique. They have several different mattress models. to give you the best sleep matched on your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. When you receive your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it like I am. I'm a side sleeper. I have very specific sleep needs. I have the Midnight Lux. That's what they match me to, and I love it. It's quick and, un- and fun to unbox. You won't believe how well you'll sleep. You'll wake up feeling rested, refreshed, ready to tackle the day. They have a 10-year warranty. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is now offering up to 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners to this program. It's a great deal. It's their best offer yet. So go today. Don't wait. It's H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Thanks, Helix. Great mattress. Here's Kimberly Guilfoyle talking about her new podcast on Rumble. You should check it out. And an unexpected visit from Don Trump Jr. That was a wild interview. Check it out. You know, it's um, practically a mortal sin. I mean, we should be sent, Jim, you especially, straight to hell um, immediately for not having Kim Guilfoyle on the show before. I, I mean, immediately, right to hell, like tomorrow. How, how did we manage to miss that? I mean, she's one of the best. Get your back in your back. I'm kidding, folks. We love Jim, obviously. I do want to welcome to the show, however, shamefully for the first time, Kim Guilfoyle. Kim, how you haven't been on this show before is it a national disgrace, and I should be fired tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow. It, I, uh, it actually really is. Thank you for acknowledging that. I mean, we're like yes. best friends, and so I don't know, I know. what the heck happened here, no. but we're oh, reunited. It's a disgrace. <laughs> We are. We are. You, they see, everybody loves Kim. Now you know why. She's a truth teller. Everybody knows her. She's got. She's launching a new show. I am incredibly stoked about the Kim Guilfoyle show on Rumble. Everybody's been dying uh, to get a, a, a piece of Kim Guilfoyle's content. And finally, Rumble, we've got you. You're doing the show. Tell us about the show. How are you going to handle it? How's it going to work? Is it going to be interview stuff, news of the day, and, uh, you know, what what we can look forward to uh, coming forward from the show? Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for having me on. Um, Dan, you know, we've worked together for a long time, and I really admire what you've been able to do with your show and Rumble with your um, radio show, and it's really about being that free, uncensored voice, exercising our First Amendment rights to be able to get out there in the marketplace of ideas, tell people what we think and feel, and more than ever, and you know this, having worked in the industry as well, it's just outrageous. The mainstream media is literally just the fake news media. It's, they don't even pretend to try to do the job and bring you the facts, the evidence, the truth about what's going on right. there. So I want to have a really <laughs> collaborative relationship with, you know, the viewers and the listeners and do the stories that they want to hear about. But I am going to do news of the day. And, you know, like two of the shows that I co-founded at Fox, like uh, the five and outnumbered cover a variety of subject matters, whether it's, you know, politics, obviously, you know, obviously start out with that. 
what's going on in D.C., what's going on with Biden administration, etc. Also, I'll talk about law. I'm going to talk about entertainment, pop culture, wherever the stories take me. You know, and I have obviously a tremendous amount of experience over years of covering all the different legal cases out there, working from Court TV before, ABC News, Fox News, CNN before it went full commie <laughs> when I used to do Larry oh, King. So, you know, and it's been great, quite frankly, for these past few years, you know, traveling the country with, you know, Donald Trump Jr. and meeting people literally in every single state. So I feel really connected. Great, you know, television journalism experience and then real people experience about the hardworking uh, men and women out there in this country and what matters to them most. And I want to be a part of that amplification of their voice. And I want to encourage other people to be on this. That's why I love, you know, Rumble. We were just there at the grand opening, um, you know, the ribbon cutting for the headquarters was fantastic with uh, our fearless leader, the CEO, you know, Chris Pavlovsky. Um, we missed you there, but uh, you were there in spirit. And I like your uh, conference room, the Dan Bongino boardroom, by the way. You nice like day. that? I know. Um, they yeah, sent me that. Me? Oh, that was so cool. So when we were talking to Kim Guilfoyle, host of the show, you should be checking out and following and subscribing. It is free immediately at Rumble if you can. I respectfully request that, you do it, the I Kim say, Guilfoyle Dan. show. I mean, come on. KG for free, okay? I mean, come I, I mean, on. It, Don't worry. I only make Junior it, pay for it. <laughs> you've never... You, <laughs> Wait, listen, I, in case you oh, haven't here. listened to he's my... So he's, oh, he's, he's here. Is he, right is he jelly? He's we, trying to bum rush my interview with you. Look at this guy. What's going on, dude? <laughs> Hey, Don, you know, listen, we love you, too. You, I mean, you two are like, you're like the power couple in conservative politics. I mean, you got Don on, by the way, folks, it's, we're doing the interview with Kim, obviously, but Don has a show on Rumble, too, that's gone like, yeah, he's a Trump. He's crazy. For a free promotion right now. At Donald it's Trump Jr. Hot. He's like, I'm here to it, make sure you plug my show, Princess. <laughs> it did one nuts. Like, I, I obviously I'm an I, you all know I'm an equity holder at Rumble, so I watch everything that happens at Rumble. And we, of course, you have big expectations for Don Jr. like we do for Kim. But the show went crazy to the point where I'm calling up Chris, the CEO, and I'm like, Hey, man, um. I'm not so sure I'm like the king of rumble anymore. And like, I'm an equity holder. Like, look at Don. Like, Don's show went crazy, too. So you guys are going to so just go crazy Don over Junior's there. just going to make you richer, okay? I know. He is. And we love him. So it, we, well, we're, we're fighting yeah, for he's the same the cause. And we, we need that freedom of speech out there because, you know, as, as you see this week, Dan, with the Wuhan lab leak theory, the most plausible and common sense argument ever, the media went full bat. Like, how they have no credibility anymore. Like, you're going to actually be able to get real news from people like myself, Kim, yourself, people who've been in the theater, people who've been in the room, people can see through the nonsense and the lies and actually talk about it. And guess what? You won't have to wait three years to find out what probably happened. Don, it's so hilarious. Like, we played the John Stewart thing before from the Colbert show. Stephen, Col I refuse to call him Colbert. Good Colbert show. It's, it was a freaking virus, coronavirus, that originated in Wuhan where there was a lab in Wuhan with a bat lady that studied freaking coronaviruses. And it's like, I, the media, it's a, do you guys have any dignity, bro? I mean, I know your family has been on the receiving end of some of their hilarious BS, collusion, PP tapes, laptop stuff, I get it. But even you at this point, you got to be like, how do liberals keep taking it? How do they keep I taking know, I mean, like Bohemia? Cope out there right now with this stuff. The real problem, though, Dan, is that they're getting what they want. 
because all of this stuff has been weaponized for results. They were able to manipulate an election that way. Same with Hunter Biden laptop last week. You know, they haven't gotten anything right. And yet they continue to get the results that they're essentially lobbying for and spending big money to achieve. Right. I mean, if this was a Republican institution like the media doing it for Republicans, there would be a federal election commission investigation into oh, the God, free God. money and the handouts and the contributions in kind, et cetera. Uh, so we got to keep pushing back. And that's why I listen. I love the success of all of our shows uh, because it means that people have finally had enough. They, they're finally getting it. And I think there's a long runway uh, for people who still you know, are just now realizing that they've been lied to for years. It didn't just start with Trump. But Trump derangement syndrome brought it out. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and the thing and Kim, is here is that I love Rumble because they have all different viewpoints. Like, we're not hypocrites here. You know, on right. The right. we have our viewpoints yes. and our beliefs. But I want other voices on there. And yes. we were with Russell, you know, and we had a good time with him. And he was fantastic. We have different viewpoints. We agree on some of the Russell stuff. Brand. But it's like yeah, Russell's, Russell's said, a pretty liberal guy. He is. He is. I, I imagine we don't agree on almost anything politically other than maybe the big war and probably the media lies. But like we were able to still have fun and have a discourse right. and have a conversation Crazy. and laugh. Like, Isn't it nuts? Yeah, like we don't, right? we don't all have to think like freaking robots. It's That's what I love about the company. And that's why I found, I think, what you, Don, and Kim find attractive about Rumble. And the, streaming's the future, by the way. It's, it's just the way it is. It's going to be the entire consumer consumer content uh video on demand in the future so you guys are way ahead of it and you can see by the views that you're gonna have with your show launch and don is already built now we're talking to kim guilfoyle host of the new show on rumble uh the kim guilfoyle show but the thing is like rumble from day one what i admired about chris is he was like liberals please come over like it's glorious to watch you guys come over and just if what you say is crazy it's even better because then Kim Guilfoyle goes on her show and gets to say, hey, I heard this lunatic say this on Rumble. Like, it's just on Rumble. right like they, we want them, but they don't want the same from us. They want to you know, put put the the boss, your dad, uh, Don, in prison. They want anyone with right. your last name or even associated with you in a freaking gulag in North Korea. These people are right. freaking filth, man. If it wasn't yeah. an FCC rule, I'd drop an F-bomb right now because they piss me off, bro. I'm getting tired yeah, of this crap. Weird. And that's why people like us have to go to Rumble where nobody's shutting us up or telling us what to say or when to say it and say what the f- we think and when we think it and when we I'm just throwing stuff now if you're watching on Fox yeah, Nation. Way, I'm hey, sorry. Yeah, when, I, when I'm on my show and I'm cursing, someone told my dad, he's like, you can't do that. I was like, I'm on Rumble. I can do whatever I want. He was yelling at me. So now I got to feel like, stop showing my dad the clip. Is that hysterical? They're like telling on Don. Daddy. Don, <laughs> uh, be dad on Rumble. It's hysterical. He's misbehaving yeah, so again. I'm like, I don't know. I've done that pretty well for myself by misbehaving and being willing to call out the BS. And, you know, and, and President Trump loves Rumble. He's always telling us he absolutely loves it. And then he called me and he's like, you know, honey, honey, I was watching Don. It's so fantastic. You got to tell him to stop moving his hands. So it was, you know, and then he called me the next day. Did you tell him, honey? Otherwise, it's good. It's so funny. So he's like Don's coach yeah. now. Yeah, Dad, he wants me to move my hands. I asked how much less. He goes, 95% less. I go, wait, wait. Don, so, so, I have so the same problem. Currently doing is right. I got to cut it down by 20x is basically what you're saying. I was like, wow, that's a lot. It's a- I have the same issue, Don. It's an Italian thing in my case. I, I move my yeah. hands. I get really excited. 
I had this like hernia surgery last week and I think I just blew another one getting so pissed off about all the stuff these people have pulled. But, you know, dad's back in the race. Um, I think the trip, uh, which I assume you guys eventually are going to, I mean, obviously cover the campaign and you got a field growing of candidates right now. But your dad, I think, pulled off a genius move. That trip to East Palestine, Ohio, which just made the Biden administration look totally feckless, like they had a George Costanza shrinkage problem, was just yeah. glorious. <laughs> the right, you, you the mean, response, you mean like they actually are, Dan. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. Like, but it, like everything, Don, like the foil though that they've had, yeah, the foil effect though of having your dad there, right? Looking presidential, motorcade pulls up, people are screaming, oh, thank you for coming. I played the audio. It's not some joke yeah. conspiracy theory. I played the audio. And then this, this loser cosplaying Pete Buttigieg the next day in his fake construction uniform. The foil <laughs> effect of the two was just so profound that I think people were like, gosh, who is like the real president right now? It was, it was, a, it was a really good said, move. Real leaders step up when it matters most. Who was presidential? Who showed up like he always has? He doesn't have to be in the White House to show up and do the right thing. That's who the man is. And I think people really saw that. I mean, maybe they're just sabotaging Joe Biden because he's so pathetic. The whole deep states again and they don't want him to run. They're like, whatever you do, don't go to Ohio. Like, I mean, it's insane. He said no. Do you think he like, runs again? Do you think he runs think again? He because listen. To run. Ultimately, I don't what? know if he's going to be able to make it that far. I think they're going to take him out like they did with the document stuff. I don't think any of this stuff is a coincidence. I think they're going to just like weaken him enough because they know that he can't make it across the finish line. And, and, and listen, we, we know about the shenanigans. and We get it. But even then, like, there was just this, we had this unique, almost once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. You had the full array of media, money people, and swampies after the boss. I mean, it was that's not going to happen again. So as this thing plays yeah. out, if it winds up becoming part two, I, I don't see how this how Biden stands a chance this time. I'm sorry, I only got about a, a minute left. We're talking to Kim Guilfoyle. Either, uh, either, yeah. either Biden or Harris. But we got we got to fix you know we got to start ballot harvesting like they do. Right. That, I mean the reality is right now yes. you could run the most competent human being in the world against Joe Biden yes. or any one of the left and you know guys like John Fetterman still win senators yeah. in Pennsylvania. You need like, to get Pennsylvania or Don. I've been saying it. Do a better job. It's because Don, they're, maybe they'll they're listen to you. Operation uh, that we're way behind on. Maybe they'll listen to you. I got a minute left. I want to make sure I get plugs All in for right. the shows, but maybe and they'll so listen to what? you other All than me. Follow us, please. Me and Junior over this here. Is like they're following this, you, please. Okay, that's this my, is the uh, most like off the. This is the out. most bananas interview I've ever done because there's too much that energy. So you got Don, <laughs> me, and Kim Guilfoyle. We're like all nine thousand RPM talkers. This is the you can't have us on here. That radios are exploding <laughs> all over America right now. This is too much MAGA force energy. I didn't expect yeah, gotta, Don to join. Do a throuple on our podcast. Live. <laughs> Let's do it. Just Let's do it. I am totally down. Totally down, man. I'm oh going to do it. All God. right, here's the... You got triggered with Don Jr. on Rumble. Please go follow the show today. You got Kim Guilfoyle. This show is going to be awesome. You know her. You love her. Go sign up. It is free. Follow today. Make sure you watch it. Guys, I got to run. You're both welcome back. As you know, it is an open right. invite anytime. Good, I'll see you All guys. Right. Take care. See you all later. That was awesome. I don't even know what... There are radios on fire right now. All across his phones, people's Bluetooths are melting in their ears. They can't get them out. They're plugging them out with ice picks right now. 
That was so much MAGA force energy in one interview. Even I couldn't contain it. I do love those two, though. Please subscribe to the show. Don's show is going crazy. Kim's going to be nuts. Uh, Rumble. Kim Guilfoyle, Don Jr. That was Kim Guilfoyle and Don Jr. Up next, we've got Steve Dace. Steve's been all over the COVID pandemic and all the atrocities uh, that have come along with it. It's just been terrible, using it as an excuse to evaporate our civil liberties. But first, let's get to our final sponsor. You tired of the same old coffee garbage, liberal-flavored coffee brands? Then go with this company. I love these guys. Blackout Coffee. They're the coffee option. They love their conservative values. You want to talk about a parallel economy company? It's Blackout Coffee. They are loud and proud. They support the Second Amendment. They support the Constitution. And the coffee is the best I've had in eons. It is absolutely delicious. I like it strong. Blackout Coffee, the bag they just sent me that'll be gone in about five minutes by the time I'm done with it. I'm proud to personally recommend Blackout Coffee. It's a coffee company 100% committed to our values. From sourcing the beans to roasting the beans, customer support or shipping, they've got an incredible work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles and accept zero compromise on taste or quality. Please check them out. Support this great company. I'm proud to have them on board as a sponsor. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Try it. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino, or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Can't recommend it highly enough. Fuerte, man. It's strong, too. <laughs> it's good. Delicious. I'll let you taste like coffee, not brown water. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Coupon code Bongino. Here's Steve Dace talking about the studies that have just basically destroyed and eviscerated every liberal narrative on COVID. Steve is way ahead of this. There's a lot here. Please listen. Yes, here he is. All right. And one of my favorite guests is back. A extremely talented radio host in his own right. He's been at this game a lot longer than me. My good friend, Steve Day. Steve, welcome back to the show. Always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you very much. Of course, Steve Dace is the author of a book you probably should pick up today if you can. It's called Rise of the Fourth Reich. If you want to know about the global new world order, COVID introduced, whatever you'd like to call it, whatever euphemism Klaus Schwab calls it, then you probably want to pick the book up, Rise of the Fourth Reich. We'll be talking about that. But see, before we get to that, you know, uh, before you came on, I was addressing the, the, the tragedy going on in Palestine, Ohio, which... No one seems to care about because it's middle class working American citizens and mm-hmm. there's no social justice cause involved. And it's kind of strange, like the lying about it. It, it. I mean, you're very familiar with leftist propaganda. You've been on the radio longer than me. But this is just blatant lies. Like, oh, Trump repealed a breaking rule and Trump did it. And then we find out that this train wasn't even categorized as one of those trains that would have had these breaks anyway. It's like this is like Soviet style stuff. I mean, we're, we're in a new era of propaganda now. We are, but at least Greta Thunberg made her way to one of the worst. I'm sorry, never mind. Um, yeah. uh, but your, 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 your point stands, Dan. I mean, the social compact is broken. And, and that's, that is really the essence of what a constitution enumerates and quantifies. The, 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 a constitution is the codification of your own social compact, meaning uh, we won't do these things to each other. Uh, government won't do these things to us. We won't ask government to do these things for us. That's what a that's what a constitution is. The enumeration of is that social compact. And 
it's broken in the country now. And, 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 and so when, when you no longer want to live with people, um, you treat them like this. Uh, there's, the, there's that level of disdain, that level of dishonesty. And, and frankly, you, it, the lie is the point. You take joy yeah. in reminding them uh, of, of how much you disdain them how, and by, by lying all the more and gaslighting them all the more to their faces. And that's, yes. you know, that's why you hear people talk about things like national divorce, because they can see the writing on the wall that a large part of this country doesn't want to live with the rest of us anymore unless we want to live their way. Yes. Gosh, you're so good at this. We're talking to Steve Dace, author of the book, The Rise of the Fourth Reich. Yes, Brother Steve, man, preach it. That The lie is the point. You're so, I, I, I say it, uh, I've heard Matt Walsh say it, I've heard Tucker say it. it. It's not about hypocrisy, it's about hierarchy. It's, mm-hmm. we're collectivists, we're totalitarians, we have the power, kiss our asses, you don't. We're going to tell mm-hmm. you something falsifiable on its face with five seconds of research, and we give exactly zero that you know it. Like, we just don't care. Yeah. Like, you're so right. Like, the Baghdad Bob portion of it is the point. Hey, can I make this a personal example for just a moment? Okay. Of course. So, last night, the New York Times bestseller list comes out. Our book, Rise of the Fourth Reich, has, according to BookScan, was the number seven selling nonfiction book, hardcover nonfiction book in the country. Greta Thunberg is not in the top 20. Both of our books were, were released on the same day, her climate book and Rise of the Fourth Reich. All right, we sold 148% more books in our category than she did. We're 500 spots, five, not five, 500 spots higher than her on Amazon. Guess which one of us made the New York Times bestseller list, Dan? I'm going to take a stab at it. And Jim, would you say, uh, Jim's saying Greta Thunberg, and, and I'm going to agree. Correct. It's a wild guess. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Just how I got that right. Just nuts. Yeah. yeah. Gre- predict Greta, the Greta Thunberg was, Greta Thunberg actually has our spot. She's number seven on the New York Times bestseller list, which is where we belong. She has our spot, even though we sold. It's objectively provable. Just log into BookScan, see how many books got sold. We sold 148% more than hers. But she fits the agenda, so she gets the spot. The lie yeah. is the point. Yeah, they'll say it's bulk sales, Steve. That's what they did to me. Yeah, the bulk. Yeah. Sa- I yeah. sold a hundred thousand copies of a book. Fox Nation bought a hundred copies for the original Patriot Awards. They said, "Yeah, we didn't put you on the list because of bulk sales." Really, a hundred <clears throat> books out of a hundred thousand? That's that's that's, right. that's a weird fraction you guys figured out. But yeah, they, they, exactly. I, I forget those idiots. Um, so you you made a point earlier that I just want to kind of harp on, and then we'll get to your book, that these are fundamentally unserious people leading us in the social compact. Uh, a contract mm-hmm. is broken. It is. It's, it's eviscerated. It's destroyed. I mean, Steve, we're, 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 we're walking backwards into World War III. We have China yep. colluding with Russia right now. We have nuclear threats. Granted, it's a low probability event, but uh, a low probability event with, the, with nuclear annihilation as the output is something we should be concerned about, uh, these black swan events. And yet, Oddly enough, there's no concern about our out-of-control debt. Um, there's no control. There's no concern about our bankrupt Social Security. I mean, any major problem does not have any serious solution. World War III, bankrupt Social Security, Medicare, uh, the red tidal wave of debt. There's not a single solution being proposed by almost any person in D.C. And when Rick Scott even dared to mention it, even Republicans attacked them. That's how much that's that's the level of goon we have in D.C. right now. 
Well, we had Mitch McConnell wearing his Ukraine flag tie a few days ago saying the most important story in Israel in the world to die is Ukraine. <laughs> OK, so, I mean, th- these people hate you. Everybody within the sound of my voice right now, Washington is district one in the Hunger Games. The media is Caesar Flickerman. All right. These people hate you. They despise you. They look forward to pointing that out. They look forward to rubbing your nose in it. They look forward to reminding you that they're in charge and not you. And 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 that's why there is so much frustration in the country today. Dan, there, and, and they will absolutely spark. This is a, such a replay of the lead up to World War One, a pissing contest of elites within the Habsburg dynasty, a family dispute. Literally 20 million people literally died for nothing, Dan, nothing. There was no great principle. The Western civilization wouldn't have been altered in any way, shape, or form if the Kaisers had won uh, the side, the Kaiser side of the Habsburgs had won instead of the Victorian side. Nothing would have changed. And if anything, we might not have had World War II. The far worse conflict might not have ever, ever occurred. But they just couldn't stay on all of that technology and weapons and family disdain they eventually had to you know drop trow and start measuring and 20 million people died for nothing and they're absolutely yeah. poised to try and do this again if we don't stop them and refuse to to serve in in their needless uh, immoral war yeah yeah you're, you're darn right talking to steve dace author of the book ranking uh, high up in the charts right now for obvious reasons rise of the fourth reich pick it up Steve, you talk about the, you know, COVID, its infiltration into our culture, it being a crisis they couldn't let go to waste. Um, Do you feel at all vindicated now that a new meta-analysis about masks and natural immunity has come out, proving people like you and me were attacked? I was banned from YouTube for suggesting masks don't work to prevent the spread of COVID. Mm -hmm. Do you feel Mm -hmm. at all vindicated via your book Mm -hmm. that you were right the entire time? Or is it just a feeling of just pure, utter disdain at this point that we're dealing with these collectivist tyrant losers? It's the latter, (laughs) for sure. Uh, My vindication will come with a Nuremberg-like trial with Nuremberg-like punishments. Because here's the thing. They had done these studies on masks for 90 years. When they just wanted to impose them on us, they just scrubbed them. Just just forgot. Just just forget. Hey, we're just going to scrub memory hold 90 years of data post-Spanish flu. And we're just going to make it up and you'll go along with it because we told you to. And, and so they'll just do that again, Dan, with the next one. They'll just they'll act like rectum barely knew him. We never published this meta-analysis. What are you talking about? Uh, dude, it's, 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 it's bookmarked on my uh, Internet uh, browser from three years ago. Never happened. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, wear your mask, idiot. They'll just do it again. If we don't punish the people who did this the first time. They will do it a second and a third. You always get the bad behavior you incentivize by not punishing it. And that's that's what our book is designed to do is to is to provide the evidence. It is set up like a mock Nuremberg trial. We call witnesses that are all recorded. We have a live audio or the raw audio of everybody. No one's anonymous. People who have suffered, whether it's masks, whether it's the jab, whether it's lockdowns, whether it's medical kidnapping, lack of treatment. Uh, And then we even provide policy solutions you can take to your state legislatures and local governments because they were the primary uh, enforcement and imposing mechanisms of these edicts from on high. And so this needs to happen. If there's not a reckoning, they will do this again. I promise. Talking to Steve Dace, the book is Rise of the Fourth Reich. Steve, do you think the jab is going to go down as one of the most significant public health debacles in modern history at this point? 
I think I think it's the worst domestic policy initiative in in my lifetime. Uh, I think when you look at uh, the clinical failure, when you look at um, the the post injection effects, you know, when you look at the, I mean, Germany right now, Dan is suffering through forty percent higher excess deaths higher than it was at the worst waves of COVID, even though yeah. uh, almost every adult in that country is jabbed. Australia has 97.5% of everyone over 16 jabbed. Excess deaths are worse there now than they were during the initial waves of COVID. Um, when you look at then, this was also the injection point of unprecedented tyranny. Literally book of revelation stuff, Dan. You couldn't buy or sell. I mean, you couldn't have a job. You couldn't have a job if you didn't take the jab, okay? This is the worst initiative, domestic initiative. Operation Warp Speed is the most damaging failure, domestic policy failure in the country in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. And Steve, I I had Dr. Robert Malone, uh, one of the world's preeminent experts in mRNA technology, on the podcast uh, about a week and a half ago. And... um, the news wasn't good, Steve. I, you know, I, I took it early on. I've addressed it with the audience a thousand times. Never, ever, ever recommended it to anyone else. Matter of fact, made it crystal clear. My situation was unique. The decision was dumb. I never tried to hide that. Um, I regretted every single day of my life. And I asked him candidly, you know, Doc, do you, do you have any good news? I mean, if, if we took this shot, do you have any good news? I mean, is there like a time period, eight months, a year, where if you've had no side effects... And uh, Steve, the answer was, I really don't. That unfortunately, as time goes on, you're going to see more and more and more just straight up bad news from this. Your, your, your thoughts on that? He's correct because they lied from the beginning. It doesn't stay in your deltoid. It goes the the spike protein travels the entire bloodstream. It really loves your testes and ovaries, by the way. Um, we don't know how long it stays. And, um, and of course, whom would we trust of means to long-term be willing to study that and tell us the truth at this point. There are places you can go, uh, flccc.net. I know Dr. Malone, that's where he went to go with their protocol to try to purge the toxic uh, spike protein from his body, flccc.net. Um, uh, Molly James is a good friend of mine, jamesclinic.com. They have a protocol, uh, twc.health. That's Peter McCullough and Harvey Risch, two of the most renowned medical scientists this country's ever produced. Those are places where they're trying to figure out uh, in real time to come up with protocol treatments to try to purge that toxic spike protein out of your body. But we don't really know how long the long-term risk is because we can't trust the people that created it to give us honest data. Uh, We've had to force their hand, Dan, in courts the entire time to even show us the data on it that we that they knew all along that the thing didn't work. They knew all along that the thing was poisonous. They knew all along that they just decided they weren't going to record what happened to 230 pregnant women in the Pfizer trials. Like they just literally disappeared. Where where, where are they? Where are their babies? What happened? We don't know. Um, This is the worst human rights violation that's occurred maybe in all of human history. Because and that's why we called it the Fourth Reich. Because it didn't come from just one autocratic, authoritarian, demonic regime. Dan, every nation for the first time in human history, every nation erased their borders, beat their swords into plowshares and said, like a Thanos snap, we'll just stop having life. We'll just stop everything right now for an indefinite period of time over this virus until we have these vaccines that turned out to not work but we'll keep trying to inject them and impose them on our people anyway. There's no parallel or precedent for this, brother, in all of human history. Yeah. 
Steve Dace, he's watching the clock, folks, because he's an expert. He knew I had to wrap this segment up, right, Jim? You know, Steve's been doing this a lot longer than me. The author, Steve Dace, you're listening to him now. The book, Rise of the Fourth Reich. Pick it up today, folks. Don't wait. Invaluable information. Steve Dace, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for your time, buddy. You bet, brother. God bless you. That was Steve Dace. Thanks a lot for listening to this Sunday special podcast we put together for you. We're on a number of radio stations around the country. If you'd like to find the radio show and listen to these interviews live as they happen, check out Bongino.com. Click on Station Finder. Thanks for tuning in. See you on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.